something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders. And this is episode 81. Now, it's the 23rd, I think, when this is going up. I just looked and I can't remember. Yes, 23rd, 24th. This is either going to be up on <laughs> probably more likely Christmas Eve, the 24th. Um, but, oh my gosh, you guys, it's Christmas time and I'm so unprepared. Uh, I'm filming this on a Tuesday and I still have so much to do. But everything always winds up working out. I just need to relax a little bit and realize there are 24 hours in a day. And if I don't sleep, I'll be able to get everything done. <laughs> no, I think uh, I'm pretty well caught up. I do have to do some last minute shopping. Um, and then, of course, wrapping. But you know what saves my life? And I do this every year. <laughs> is I just get a bunch of gift bags. <laughs> it saves me a lot of wrapping, especially with like awkward shaped gifts. And that's sort of my plan. Um, now, will there be any left in town? Because maybe other people in my town have the exact same idea. We'll have to see. Um, but anyway, it's all good. It's all great. It is like minus 40 outside. Uh, I think every flight in Canada has been canceled <laughs> because of the cold weather. Um, I know in Lethbridge, it's like minus 37 right now. Actually, where I live, it's about minus 27. Um, but other parts of this country, it's in the mid 40s, maybe even high 40s in the minus. So if you're American, you're thinking Fahrenheit. Let me do the conversion for you just so you can kind of wrap your mind around it. Because I, when I listen to people talk about centimeters as a, or um, kilos, you know, as opposed to pounds or inches. Forget it. <laughs> um, let's do Celsius to Fahrenheit. And so minus 47 degrees Celsius is minus 52.6 Fahrenheit. <laughs> Okay, does that give you more perspective? Right now, where I live, it's minus 27, which is minus 16.6 degrees Fahrenheit. So anyway, it's cold as hell. Luckily, I've got a wood stove and I'm nice and toasty in here. And as I look outside, one way to really tell how cold it is just by looking outside is the odd time if a breeze picks up the snow on the trees just crystallizes and doesn't fall down. It goes up and out. <laughs> so if the wind picks up, there's definitely some clear signs that um, it's cold. Also, the way the sound or the way the snow um, sounds when you walk on it, it's like it's very like tight and I don't know, definitely sounds crispy. Not crispy, but just like squeaky. <laughs> anyway, I'm wearing my, oops, I'm wearing my favorite red dress of all time. And it's so cheap. It's from Shein. And I had to, I almost said staple. <laughs> I had to staple my dress. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I had to pin my dress here so it's not like super plunge because I do want to wear a bra with it. 
Um, but it also, if I wear a bra with it, it shows the bottom of my bra because I don't have like a plunge bra. I should just get one, but um, I want to wear it for Christmas with my family. However, uh, it's really plungy. This fixes it, not a big deal, but the slits are so high. <laughs> you see my underwear? Um, oh, and you can also probably see the bottom side of my necklace. So this necklace is actually, it's a body chain and it's meant to be worn with either a lingerie or a bikini. But I love the way this looks and how it kind of disappears into the abyss. Um, okay, so today is also unstructured as usual. I might try to find some like Christmas facts or something uh, if I manage to stop talking for a certain period of time and run out of ideas. But I do have a couple things written down. It's funny when I'm in the middle of conversations with my friends, I've said this before where it really bothers me when, um, say I'm talking to a friend or a family member and in the middle of what I'm telling them, they look down at their phone and start effing around on their phone. And I'm like, I'm right here talking to you and you just completely ignore it. But what's been happening is I've become this person because in the middle of conversations that I have with friends or family, I wind up figuring out a good topic to discuss on my podcast and I don't want to forget it. So right away I go on my phone and I always preface before doing this that I'm writing this down for my podcast, but it's still rude, but I need this. I need these topics. So sometimes something comes up that I'm like, holy crap, like you guys would love to hear about it or I'd like to discuss it and get your feedback or something like that. But um, that's sort of what's been going on. So I've become the exact thing that I detest and uh, but it's for a good reason. And maybe they have good reasons too, you know, but typically it's like checking a message or something. I'm just like, God, like, isn't this real life conversation more important than the digital one? Okay. So I ordered something for myself from Anthropology, and it is a cocktail trivia game. And I don't think it's a game. I think it's just cocktail trivia. It's by Games Room Cocktail Trivia. Put your knowledge of liquor lore to the test and entertain your friends with this intoxicating trivia game that's sure to raise your spirits. 140 question cards. So I guess it is a game. And because this is a cocktail podcast, I mean, I make a cocktail every podcast. It's not all about cocktails. But I figured this would be kind of a fun idea and a little extra something for us to enjoy together. And uh, don't worry, I'm going to save this actually. Let me just, I'm curious actually. <laughs> me just all over the place. Mm. I want you to tell me how, has there ever been a Christmas that has gone by in your life where you haven't cut yourself opening some sort of packaging? <laughs> it's like the plastic, the hard plastic packaging that's like suction to whatever you bought. And then, but it's sealed all around. There's no open or close. It's like you have to use scissors and you have to pull it apart. Every year, for as far as I can remember, my mother or myself or my brother or sister or all of us have been slaughtered by this plastic packaging. Um, okay. Games room trivia. Let the games begin. So let me just actually read the rules. How to play. Divide into two teams or two opposing players and shuffle the deck. Take turns asking the opposing team a question. Um, difficult, ask the question only. Medium, ask the question with all four multiple choice options. Or easy, ask the question with just the 50-50 choices. Uh, see the highlighted circles. Okay. Uh, teams earn one point for each correct answer. And 
keep score as you go, first team to gain 20 points, or the team with the highest score wins. Um, the team with the higher score probably should win, um, because who knows if you'd get to 20 <laughs> points. <laughs> you might just be wasted. Um, you could also make this a drinking game where you take a shot for every right answer. I mean, it is a cocktail trivia game. Um, so... Weird. See how the cards look like they're divided? They're not. They're just warped and bent. Okay, so I'm just going to shuffle these. <laughs> Do you guys want to see my poker skills? Um, believe it or not, my mother actually for a period of time worked as a poker dealer at a casino. And she was damn good at doing her thing. <laughs> There's no way. If I had bigger hands. Okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to shuffle them right now because we <laughs> are not going to waste your time. Let's just read the first one. Oh, you guys already recognize this. The French 75, the sidecar, and the Roosevelt punch all employ what special variety of French brandy? I don't... No, <laughs> um, because I thought the French 75 was champagne. Oh, but maybe cognac is a type of champagne. No, cognac is not champagne. Armanac, cognac, Calvados, or Charente. That sounds Italian. But wait, what's the answer? I think the circled one is the answer. Let me just have a look. Okay, so this is how the cards appear when you read them. And I believe the correct answer is the one that's highlighted fully. And then the 50-50 option is the highlighted one and the circled one. And then the guessing part. See, I would have I would have been like, I know this, and then totally lost. So let's try another one. Um, what bar measuring device, what bar measuring device can be used to pour out roughly 1.5 ounces of liquid? A, a jigger, C, a muddler, B, a bar spoon, D, a mixing glass. I think it's a jigger. In fact, I was recently, I'll bring these out later. I was recently um, on a wine tour, a very interesting, um, private wine tour. I can't get into it because I'm not allowed to talk about it <laughs> until maybe springtime. Um, and the wine samples that we were having, uh, which I'd never seen before. So you know when you have like a top that pops onto a, a liquor bottle and then it allows you just to pour it more evenly, but some of them have that little ball stop. So it's like exactly one ounce. Um, they had this at this, during this wine tour and uh, it was so handy because Rather than free pouring, I mean, the thing is, it's not as fun because if you get a free pour, you might get a little more <laughs> than one and a half ounces, but that's typically the amount of liquid you get in your glass or wine or whatever you're tasting. Um, and I was like, oh, and I think that's called a jigger. That's my point of the whole thing. Anyway, so we're going to get into that later. Um, I wonder if we should start with unboxing or if we should start with the cocktail. I think we should start with a cocktail because I'm mighty curious about this one. I have completely made this up. I had friends over. They drank me clean of pretty much everything besides this gin that I had hidden in my fridge. 
and um, all of my juices, frescas, I actually had ginger ale, and anyway, all gone. But guess what? That doesn't matter because we always make things work around here and I just so happen to have some interesting ingredients and I'm gonna try something a little bit new. Now, this cocktail is completely inspired by this glass. Now, it's hard to fully appreciate the beauty of this. I'm gonna show it to you with a white background just so that you could see how beautiful this is. So I have this glass in three different colorways. I love the purple. It's more of a blue purple on the top and more of a rosy lavender on the bottom. I have this glass in a du duotone blue and a duotone peach. These are from Anthropology. These are my favorite glasses of all time. Now, the base is, <laughs> I'll just keep this out. The base is a heavy glass and it looks almost like it's gonna tip over, but it's not. It's sturdy and even though, you know, it's maybe not as sturdy as a glass with a larger base, it's heavy, it feels good. Everybody loves these and no, I can't say because by the time this goes up, people have, it's before Christmas, so I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> but I have a ton of these and these are the new ones and I want to make a cocktail inspired by this glass, even though purple has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay, but we're going to make it festive. Okay, I've also got some purple gel food coloring. Now, gel food colorings by far are by far, far more gorgeous and easy to use. And because they're gel, they don't, they don't actually water down whatever you're making. Um, and so we're gonna, I'm gonna have a, to see how this works in the shaker, um, but I'm gonna mix some of this purple in with our cocktail as well as some luster dust. And we're gonna just make it beautiful. And I don't really have a garnish besides a purple straw. How Christmassy is this? Not at all, um, but it's gonna be good. So this is going to be a cran raspberry nude orange gin cocktail. I am going to throw in some of this Cointreau. This is going to be the orange component in this drink. And this is the only Christmassy component to this beverage. Then once we make it, we're gonna come up with a name. It might be you poop or it could be delicious I don't know <laughs> I really highly doubt that it's going to taste terrible um, so the way that I have to construct this cocktail is put the gin and the Cointreau in here along with the food coloring and the luster dust so this is edible luster dust <laughs> it's used for baking and all sorts of things this is uh what do they call it pearl pearl dust Anyway, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and then I have to add this after. So this is the sparkling component uh, and you don't wanna ever put anything carbonated in the shaker unless you're looking for trouble. <laughs> um, okay, so I think the majority of the alcohol in here is gonna be from the Cointreau because I want that orange flavor. It is sugary, but guess what? <laughs> it's getting closer and closer to Christmas time and I'm telling you, Christmas day, I'm gonna be <laughs> eating all the sugar and then paying for it for the next three days because 
what winds up happening to me because I'm on keto so often, not all the time. I take like a week or two off in between. I just get really puffy and bloated from eating carbs. And it just keeps, it's a, just a reminder that just avoid sugars and carbs like as much as possible. And if you're keto, you're pretty much avoiding it altogether. And I just feel better. And I don't wake up with big puffy bags under my eyes and I look like I'm 97 years old. I mean, I'm close to 97, but not quite. Okay, so let's do about an ounce and a half of this. Oops, or five ounces. <laughs> mm. Ooh, this is absolutely delicious, by the way, like just to sip near the fire. And we don't really need to add the gin, but why not? Half an ounce of gin. Um, so that's kind of all the liquid we're gonna put in there. I'm gonna add a bit of this luster dust so you can see it here. Uh, just kind of looks like flour, but a little bit goes a long way. Okay. Yeah, that should be good. Then we're gonna add our purple food coloring and I think I've opened this before. Sounds crispy. Is it dried out? Is it dried out? So I have to use this like stick. No, I can see it. I got to use a stick to get it out because damn, it's almost like it was like, oh, that's going to be on there for a long time. How's my tongue? Purple, that's what I thought. Anyway, um, this is kind of like coagulated. I think that's gonna be good. <laughs> Ew! Looks ugly now. I'm gonna wipe it on some of these ice cubes. Ooh, it's such a beautiful color. Damn it, I should've... I was gonna say I should have brought another stick, but I can make one stick into two. And now I'm gonna have like bamboo slivers in my cocktail. I have to say that, oh no, I don't even know if this is gonna dissolve. This is gonna stay like a chunk. But this cocktail shaker that I have has an actual strainer. So hopefully that will get caught <laughs> in the strainer and not become a globule of purple. Actually, this is coming off easier than I thought. Um, putting the lid back on, putting it as tight as I can, because apparently I didn't last time. I think I see what happened. It really wasn't on. Now the cap is actually on. Oh, my teeth purple. Could you imagine if it like stained my Invisalign attachments and... Okay, so we're gonna shake this up and then I'm wondering, should I put this in first or should I get the nude in there and then pour this in? No, I'm going to pour the nude in after. Okay. All right. Here we go. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Drinking cocktails and laughing out loud and doing that all day. Woo! Okay. <laughs> so let's pour this in. I'm curious to see what we have to work with here. 
<gasps> what? It's so pretty. Oh my goodness. So this is straight alcohol, by the way, with a little bit of luster dust. And can you see how shimmery and beautiful this is? So I find that purples are very, pretty purples are difficult to make when you're mixing liquid food coloring. So say you're mixing your red and your blue to make purple. Never turns out nice, it always looks gray. That was actually one of the primary reasons why I bought gel food coloring in, in the beginning, just because, or to begin with, because I heard somebody talking about it. I think I was watching like a cookie tutorial or something and they were using gel food coloring. It might've even been like a Martha Stewart thing, but um, the color was so beautiful. Like this is such a beautiful lavender and it's gorgeous anyway. And, um, and then I realized you're never gonna get this color with mixing the blues and the reds ever. So this is gonna work well with the orange because I think it's, it's raspberry, cranberry, cran raspberry. Okay, I'm being so dramatic anyway. <laughs> now, we're gonna taste this and enjoy the lustrous beauty of this cocktail that we will figure out what we're gonna call it. The only thing that this needs is a bit of lemon or lime. The sweetness of the Cointreau, because it's very heavy sweet, sweet heavy. <laughs> it's heavily sweet. I'm just lacking like a little bit of citrus, but it does kind of, the, ra the cranberry, the cran raspberry, because that's kind of like zippy, tangy fruit. It does work. This is so beautiful. Okay, if I were to really like go crazy with um, garnishes with this. I would choose green to kind of like balance out the purple. Um, but hey, you know what? We have to open a boozy bestie and he might be the perfect garnish <laughs> for this cocktail. Let's find out. Okay, so there is one boozy bestie blind box <laughs> be -be -be -be, um, left. Now I have... My my, uh, let's see if I can get and not knock this over as I'm talking. <laughs> can you imagine this is the one glass I talk about not ever being able to knock over, and I actually do anyway. Um, I have my my bubbly. I have my dough and kanpai. This guy, which is either soju or what is the other one called? I only know the Korean version, <laughs> sake. Um, I have brewski here and novello, right? And I, what would go best with this? I feel like agave or cherry bomb. Um, agave is a chaser, which means that 
they're more rare. And I know I've said this every time, but if you don't know what a blind box is, basically these are kind of collector vinyl figures. And um, people like to collect the entire thing. So everybody wants all of the boozy besties and they usually keep them in like little glass cases or whatever. It's just a collector's item, but the chasers are the rare ones. Um, basically there are fewer of them produced and they also box them up in such a way that you can't tell by looking at the box or feeling the box that you like what you're getting. Some people will bring like a weigh scale to the store and be like, okay, this is the light one. So this is the small, the hardcore people, but I hope we don't get a duplicate because I haven't yet. I've got five different ones. I am hoping today for either agave or cherry bomb, but if I get whiskey tango, I'll be happy to, but no duplicates. Oh my gosh, like opening a Christmas present. So actually in the same way that buying yourself a subscription, a subscription service where you're paying money for something, but you don't know what you're receiving. That's kind of what blind, <laughs> blind, blind blocks is. <laughs> that's kind of what buying blind boxes is like too, because you're spending the money, but you don't know what you're going to get. I think I have cherry bomb. Oh, I did! I got it! Look, you guys! Oh, she's so pretty! Look at her! I can't believe I got six different characters. I didn't get one duplicate out of six boxes. And there's only how many characters? Eight characters! Look at her! So adorable. And it looks like she's got skinny little legs so she can actually be my, she can really be my garnish. I wouldn't necessarily choose pink um, for this drink, but I mean, it kind of works. So exciting. Why? Okay. I am such a, okay. How do I say this? I love receiving gifts. I love surprises, but I also don't like to pretend that I love something that I've received when I don't. It's like the worst when you're like, wow, thanks. Oh, you come up with excuses. Like I needed one of these and you really didn't. You're like, oh yeah, thank you so much. And then that's like the real nice thing to do. And that's what you should do probably when somebody gives you a gift, like not, nobody would, it's not nice to say things like, oh, I never really done. I don't really need this. Like what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> Could you imagine? Let's see if she fits. Let me just look at her first. I really appreciate these blind, uh, these Tokidoki characters. <laughs> um, the detail that goes into them actually, if you look at her, the little jewels on her shoes and then on her wrist, and she's got this little Tokidoki symbol here on her shoe. And the fact that she's clear and the liquid is clear, it's very cosmopolitan. <laughs> um, I think she's adorable and you know what she really does go quite nicely and it sort of ties my outfit into this whole look what do you think mm. yes you know you love it now we have to kind of come up with a kind of we have to come up with a name for this cocktail um, it's boozy 
<laughs> and let me just think about it. So even though it's not super Christmassy, um, let me just show you the aesthetic beauty um, with a white background. <laughs> you guys are like, you're crazy. I know. I know I am. Um, purple Nurple. No, because those hurt. Um, this is nice. Um, a lovely lavender. <laughs> On the spot, I really cannot come up with any new, fresh, good ideas. It's always after the fact. So let's keep it a lovely lavender for now and then go from there. <laughs> um, I want to show you this is on my counter right now. Check this out. This is one outfit that I've kind of pieced. So it's funny because a lot of times I'll, okay, let me preface this by saying this is part of my Christmas special. <laughs> so this is going up on the 23rd or 24th, which means you can see uh, 14, 13 to 14 of my lingerie try-on videos every day. I post a new lingerie try-on video. And, um, but I will wind up like ordering outfits and then something and it doesn't work so I replace it with something else or I just piece it out so <laughs> because I wear pretty much next to nothing um but I'll use like the little skirt because it works well with certain pasties or whatever um but it's been so fun and the fact that I'm doing 15 videos this year as opposed to 25 has just made the high tier that much better so anyway you can find them on OnlyFans or Patreon um and it's been a lot of fun so far and this <laughs> Doesn't this look kind of like lovely Christmas ribbon? Well, it's not. This, my friends, is called body tape. <laughs> and I should show you the other colors that I got. Okay, so this is body tape. It is um, essentially exactly what I called it body tape so you could put it all over your body but it's kind of meant to be cut up and what you can do with it is I I think like the tri little triangles like cutting it this way this way this way and then piecing them all together on the body is what I think looks the best because I've seen good body taping and bad body taping um, for me the method that I'd like to use is to kind of create a template so like lay a piece of string say on the ground um, in the shape of the body and then start l cutting pieces and mapping them out and then basically putting it on the model i'd love to body tape somebody else i think it is such a good idea <laughs> um that kind of thing really turns me on actually like the thought of putting art on somebody else's body and just like touching them having my hands on them a beautiful woman is what i'm talking about guys yeah but it's like women are different like they're softer they're beautiful uh and because i'm very aesthetically driven <laughs> i would know kind of like what would look good and what wouldn't as opposed to say a guy um doing a body tape design on me right i kind of would choose a female to do it and also vice versa, like to put the body tape on me. Um, so 
I did make a pair of panties <laughs> with this. It was an adventure. Um, and you're just going to have to see my... <laughs> you're just going to have to wait for it on my Christmas special. Uh, because, yeah, we get... It's, it's unexpected. Let's just put it that way. Um, okay, so that... This cocktail... <laughs> This is my new boozy bestie. And this is what I found funny too about these little characters is you can most of them put them on like a glass. So like a thicker wine glass. This, she can kind of probably ride any glass of mine. <laughs> um, but so fun. And you know what? If you're not a collector and maybe you're not interested um, at all, but if you kind of like the idea of starting a little collection, um, these are by Tokidoki and there's another brand called Kid Robot that do these blind boxes and there are actually like it's blind boxes are massive in Asia like in Korea, Japan, China they have especially the Koreans no I shouldn't say especially the Koreans the Japanese especially um, but there are many different varieties there's dolls there are um, oh, I mean I could just go on and on and on but uh order yourself like a 12 pack it can be a little expensive but it kind of will get you into the zone and the mood and it's a surprise every box is a surprise I love watching unboxings of blind boxes um because also the reaction of the people opening right it's not just oh what did they get it's like you get to kind of share in that joy a little bit right because as adults not gonna lie most surprises <laughs> are not good ones Okay, I like to fill my life with lots of good surprises. So I have subscription boxes and blind boxes. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a little, little joys in life, you know? Speaking of blind boxes, I have to open the rest of these. This advent calendar, this Tokidoki advent calendar. I don't know if you guys love this or hate this, um, you haven't ma made many comments in the description. I mean, the comments in these videos, but we have eight days left. And sometimes, you know what I, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Some advent calendars go for uh, 24 days and then the 25th day is Christmas day. So you don't need a gift because Santa came uh, or they go to 25. I don't know. <laughs> uh, number 17. A little ASMR. Some people probably hate that sound. Oh, she's cute. Oh, she's like a little... Okay, so she's a unicorno. That's kind of like one of Tokidoki's things. Um... But she's a mermaid and she's got a little whale on the side of her. And she's got a little coral streak in her hair. Super adorable. I feel like I need like a little shelf next to me when I do these things. And then you can kind of see them all as I unbox the rest. I'll drop that on the ground. Just going to let that stay there. Day 18. Spiky puppy. Let me just go like this. 
Oh my God, I have purple food coloring on my knuckles, you guys. So this little guy is a cactus and he's pissed and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Actually, these little unicornos could probably also sit now. Maybe they're little, you guys, look at my fingers. Ugh, food coloring is one of those things that I've not conquered and uh, at least it does, is not, the purple is not as stainy as, can you tell I was a kid who was like licked by their parents? Every time they saw something in your face, they lick their finger and just like, <sighs> God, I had a teacher do that one time. Could you imagine the shit they get these days? <laughs> My teacher licked me. What? Okay. <laughs> Day 19. Um, I have like <laughs> this dry patch right here on my lip randomly and I just keep licking it. If you're wondering what's going on, I just, that is part of my personality and it's never going to end. Oh, we got another milk carton. <gasps> we got a little latte cow. <gasps> His tail is interesting. Check him out. This tail is a completely separate little entity coming out of the back there. I wonder how they assemble these. And in fact, there's little glitters in this milk. Guy, can you see them? <sighs> Day 20. I won't put it in front of the microphone again. Okay, we have another unicorn. Oh, she's precious. She is a silver little goddess. Um, she's got hearts for eyes and then the side of her says love. And it's almost like she's like the queen of hearts or the queen of love or something. Boop. All right, day 21. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> so we have a little what is it on the back cute a little bird carrying holly leaves um it says adios but i thought it said adidas <laughs> um and adios is actually funny because it's a little skeleton and the back Super adorable, love the color. <clears throat> and not every one of these wants to stand. So these are like miniature versions of the bigger versions. And I'm wondering if they're kind of just like whipped up for these advent calendars and not really, but every little detail is pretty incredible. <gasps> oh my God, this guy's like a little panda unicorn. Look at him. Doesn't have any writing or anything on them, but he definitely looks like a little panda. Panda corn. 23. We're getting close, you guys. This little guy. A little cow suit. What is he holding? A heart. He's got both of his ears pierced. And he has a little snowman on his butt. Aww. Okay, last day, the 24th. 
which means this should be the most special one, shouldn't it? Oh, and he is definitely special. A little milk cow carton. <laughs> and it is Japanese writing or Korean, I do not know. And then on the back is his little, his little character, star character. So fun. Oh my gosh, you guys, we opened them all. Definitely exciting. Love Tokidoki. The attention to detail. And I do want to put little, um, oops. I do want to put little hooks on all of them. My tie. Hanging out. <laughs> Actually, let's see if she fits on my glass too. I don't think so. I think I tried last time, did I not? No. My tie is a bit of a hoe. Her legs are more spread than <laughs> the other one. <laughs> but this is cute though, is it not? And I feel like if you really wanted to make her work, you could. But today is all about my little, I think that she is supposed to be a cosmopolitan because I think cosmos are cherries. Oh my gosh, okay. So that was eventful. And now, even though, okay, so this is the Christmas episode, but I don't want to bore you with like Christmas trivia and shit. And I've done that previous years. <laughs> but I have a couple topics that were brought up in conversation that I wanted to talk about because it's kind of creepy. And I was having this conversation with a friend about how when I was younger, I wanted to become like a medical professional. I wanted to be a doctor, a nurse, or, um, and I thought I fantasized about like the people that I would see wearing scrubs, like to the grocery store or something. They just got off their shift in the hospital. And just to me, the, just the being a nurse or a doctor, doctor more so like just the profession and just being able to help people and the knowledge you have and, just that skill was really awesome to me. And uh, and then I was like, oh, you could just buy scrubs. Like you could just go online and buy them and walk around and look like a doctor. <laughs> you know, just wear your stethoscope or something like to the grocery store. But then during this conversation, um, one of my friends said, did you hear about like what people were doing? And I don't know if it was like during the pandemic or just in general, but um, they would... So people would put on nurses' outfits, like basically spend time in the hospital, find out kind of what the trend was color-wise for scrubs, for doctors, nurses. And then you can go to their store specific that sell scrubs, um, or you can order them online, of course. Um, put on nurses' outfits, create the tag, make themselves look completely legit, and then go into hospitals and like take babies. So since having, this was yesterday I had this conversation, I have not looked it up. I haven't found any stories. I don't know if this is actually even true. All I know is that this was told me and this blew my mind. Because if you think about like bigger hospitals and cities, the staff doesn't always know each other. So like 
I think the maternity ward would have a certain amount of staff that would get to know each other or whatever, but do they, would they recognize that that person doesn't belong there? You know what I mean? Like, because I've been to hospitals where I'm visiting someone, I just waltz right in there. Like nobody asks me who I am. I know what floor they're on. I know what room they're in because you're communicating, communicating via text or whatever. And I just walk in, I just find them and I go. It's not like I need to go through different security checks or whatever that might change in the future. Hopefully not because of course, if you need to see your loved one, you don't want to make it difficult, but that's so annoying. This goddamn, it's going to rip it off and then it's going to bleed. <laughs> anyway, this is wild to me that this is actually something that happens. Like I said, do your own research because I'm going to later, <laughs> but I just thought of it like, unbelievable because who would really stop someone too because i i i'm a second guesser like i second guess myself all the time even when i have um when my instincts tell me otherwise like that person shouldn't be there or that person isn't and never it's never like where it's affecting me it's like where i'm watching somebody do something and i'm like that doesn't seem right but who is actually going to be like excuse me, who are you? Should you be here? You know, like it takes a certain type of person to do that. And oh my goodness, the thought of that, just the power of scrubs, <laughs> you know, like you look legitimate, no patients are going to say anything. It's going to take the people that work there. And maybe is there a protocol? If you're a doctor or a nurse, or you work in the hospital, is there a protocol to identify people that shouldn't be there? Because I could go buy scrubs you know, kind of study a hospital because they're public. You can walk into any hospital um, and sort of get into character and wreak some havoc, right? That's, that's something that can happen. And I mean, it's sad to think that this is going on and because in the good old days, that kind of shit never happened, you know, but now like people come up with some sick ideas and I really hope I haven't given anybody, <laughs> any bad person out there, any you know, bad ideas. But anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, there was another thing that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. The other thing was, <clears throat> I have a couple things actually. Um, I was just telling a friend that I had a boyfriend one time. Um, and we were talking about the ick. So maybe you've heard about this, maybe not like a child flicking my chair. Um, Basically, <laughs> when you're in a relationship with somebody like early on, certain people do like your partner will do certain things that annoy the hell out of you or things that they do just completely kill the vibe for you. So like <laughs> this is kind of a random one, but. I had this boyfriend that was very like masculine and very go-getter and just couldn't fix anything, do anything and, and knew it too. It was very like, you know, you'll never meet anybody. And it was sort of true. So like he kind of lived up, to, he walked the walk basically. So one time <laughs> we're driving on the highway and we see a herd of elk. Okay. And my boyfriend was Hunter. And so we pull over and it's, it's, it's fall, right? It's hunting season. And uh, so we pull over and he runs up the bank because 
the highway was down here. We saw the elk coming from, like we were driving from up high. And so where we pulled over, he had to climb a hill to kind of go and like, look at these elk. So he's looking at the elk and I'm sitting in the car and on the way back down from the hill, he wiped out and freaking like rolled three times. <laughs> I just hit the ditch so hard. And it's not funny. It was, he was a little bit hurt, but after watching somebody who I like put on this pedestal and like almost untouchable, you know, wipe out and just full on fuck up, <laughs> it just turned me off. And it's funny because I'm not like, I'm not mean or rude like that, but I couldn't look at him the same after. And I, it's called the ick. So like, it's something that somebody does and it's not necessarily an accident like that. It's, it's a habit. Say when they talk too much, they start to get like a bit of foam in the corners of their mouth or something. It's like something that, that they do that it almost like is a trigger from your childhood, you know, that bothers you. Um, the way certain people eat or the sounds they make when they swallow. Like that's a big one for me too. <laughs> I won't get into all my icks, but um, it was almost like clarification from the universe when my boyfriend wiped out that, yeah, he says he's all this, but he's really not. And I was like, yeah, he's really not. And he really wasn't. <laughs> he was in a lot of ways, but anyway, it's the ick. Um, what am I getting at? The, oh, <laughs> and, and I, we started talking and Another thing that bothers me is when people, not just boyfriends, but people in general that you know, a certain way. So like, say you have a cousin that you know really well, you grew up with and, and you know their laugh, you know them kind of inside and out. And, but when they're talking to other people, they change their laugh. So I had a friend that when they would talk on the phone, I would know exactly who they were talking to by the way that they laughed because they would morph their laugh. Like they would change their laugh to match the person that they're talking to's laugh. Okay. And I think that this naturally does happen. Like I've heard about this before where if you hang out with somebody enough, you kind of start to adapt to their movements and like maybe we'll make the same gestures and laugh the same. But when I noticed it, it really bothered me because I was like, do you not have your own identity? Like, do you need to morph yourself to laugh the same way that this person does? Because it was night and day. It was like, it wasn't just a minor little thing. It was like a cackly laugh or a machine gun laugh. Like, a <laughs> or it would be like a long draw, like, <laughs> it was weird. This person is a Gemini. And I think that this is why this happens and not everybody is like this, but I just, it bothers me. And nothing you can't get over. You just got to get over yourself. Like I'm the one with the problem, not the other person, right? That's, it's an ish me, not an ish you. <laughs> I just heard that for the first time of the day. I was like, I'm using that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think, I mean, certain things you just have to get over because it's not worth breaking up over or like ending a friendship over. Um, and a lot of times you can't tell the person because it's part of who they are and like what they, so the whole tripping and falling thing, you know, I'm not gonna be like, sorry, <laughs> we can't be together anymore because you fell in front of me. <laughs> 
Like how insensitive and stupid would that be? So a lot of times icks that you have with partners, friendships, whatever, you just got to swallow them and you can get over them. I did like, you know, we're not, I'm not with that boyfriend anymore, but, um, you know, there's things that you, that really bother you. And it's funny too. Like I've had this conversation with my mom a long time ago when she drinks water and this is not her fault at all. This is a ish me. Okay. <laughs> but I guess I don't like the way it sounds when somebody's drinking water and there's a lot of air bubbles in it, right? It's like, like when they're swallowing. And I think because I don't like the way it sounds, I have learned to swallow water or just a flat liquid without making any noise. And, but then when I hear, and it was like my mom one time, and it was just the stupidest argument. Like she was drinking out of a water bottle. It was just like, and it was, you know, noisy, but she's just drinking water. Like, no, it's not doing anything wrong. And I'm looking at her like that. I don't even remember what I said because I'm not one to be like, that is so annoying. Cause I don't talk to my mom like that, but like, it just bothered me. And I think we brought it up and I, I was like, I'll drink, I'll drink the water bottle with, and make no noise. Cause I think, I think I brought it up to her and she was like, well, you try to drink and not make any noise. Like basically it's impossible. And I think when I actually tried to do it without making any noise, I probably did make a little noise, <laughs> but it wasn't like aggressive, like <laughs> that's the worst example. But anyway, um, that was kind of the first time that I noticed I do have this thing with other people that I do judge them a little bit, but it's not their fault. It's a me thing, right? Anyway, <laughs> I'm like off on a tangent. Okay, we got a little bit of time left. I think that we should kind of enter in some cocktail trivia. And I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to read these to myself and just blur my eyes and not look at the answers. And I'm going to see what I actually know about cocktails, okay? Even though this is kind of my job and I can even write off all of my booze, <laughs> Um, I still, because I make most things up off the top of my head, I don't know actually anything about cocktails. <laughs> so I'm just going to preface, uh, this whole segment with that. I have learned a few things, but like maybe two things. Okay. I'm randomly grabbing. Okay. I'm not, okay. I'm covering the answers. Okay. Right away. Planter's Punch is a family of rum and fruit juice cocktails <laughs> that, according to legend, originated on what Caribbean island? Planter's Punch is a family of rum and fruit juice cocktails that, according to legend, originated on what Caribbean island? Okay, Planter's Punch, family of rum. Okay, rum? Cuba makes rum. I'm going to say... Cuba. Damn it! It's Jamaica. Duh! Oh my god, that is actually the most associated with rum, even more than Cuba. Cuba is on there. Okay. But it's Jamaica. Jamaican rum. Okay, let's do another one. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna flip it around, cover the answers. Okay, see? Uh, white wine ice cubes and sprite dubbed funky juice oh i'm gonna get some inspiration from this is the preferred drink of what tina fey character 
I don't know this. White wine, ice cubes, and Sprite dubbed Funky Juice is the preferred drink of what Tina Fey character? I know who Tina Fey is. I don't know any of her characters. Oh. Sarah Palin? Damn it! Liz Lemon. Um, actually, Tina Fey is... My favorite character she ever played was Sarah Palin. And to be honest, I almost could not tell the difference between the two people. That's how good she was. Is. Okay, let's do one more. The Vieux Carré cocktail is named for what city's French Quarter? The Vieux, V-I-E-U-X, Vieux, Vieux, Carré cocktail is named for what city's French Quarter? Vieux Carré. France. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds really dumb. Um... A French Quarter. There isn't a French Quarter in France because it's French country. Spain? <laughs> New Orleans! <laughs> um, okay, London, Quebec, and St. Augustine is like the other options. Okay, you guys, I am telling you, I am kind of dumb when it comes to this. And just maybe geography, history. <laughs> okay, okay, I said one more. Let's do the last one. Cucumbers are often a garnish on cocktails made with what spirit? Okay, mojitos are mint. There's no cucumbers in that, is there? Cucumbers are often a garnish on cocktails made with what spirit? Oh, with what spirit? Gin, vodka. Rum? No. Gin. I got it. Sorry. I'm so excited. This is what happens to me when I play games with my family. <laughs> it happens only once that I get one right answer, but what I do, woo! <laughs> gin. Uh, so the uh, options were scotch, whiskey, rum, and gin. And to be honest, gin makes the most sense to me, like, because it's kind of piney and, <laughs> and maybe like spruce and cucumber go together. There you go. Proof that I got a question right. This is fun, actually. Okay, so I might actually bring this <laughs> bring this for Christmas. Um, not to say that I'm going to be staying with my sister this Christmas. So she is like the queen of making games and Christmas games. And she's really, really good that way. So not to say that we will need it. We have a lack of games, but this is fun. And I think everybody that I know in my family anyway drinks. So they... It's probably a good one for everybody to play together. Well, everyone, Merry Christmas. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. Um, I do want to say that for those of you that are spending Christmas alone and you want a little bit of Christmas spirit, and I love watching the Chateau Diaries, her Advent series. Every day there's a new video. And if you want to binge watch something besides my you know, Christmas special videos. But um, if you want to kind of like get a good taste of Christmas and European Christmas, and it's just lovely and lighthearted, go to the Chateau Diaries. That's the name of her channel, Stephanie. And um, they just 
are a community of people that are so lovely and I can't say enough about them. They just bring light to my life and Christmas music and they she randomly sings and she's got a beautiful voice and just like I don't know it's very lovely and I I love Stephanie <laughs> one day I'm going to go to the Chateau de la Lande in France and actually stay there and I will do that because you can <laughs> now before she gets way too famous and popular I better book it now for I should I should book it now for like the spring because I want to be there in the summer maybe the fall Ooh, France in the fall anyway it's just exciting but check check that channel out uh and there'll be a ton of videos for you to binge and I mean I know all the characters characters I know all the people involved in the channel but um just saying if you're lonely and you're alone and you want to get a little bit of spice Christmas spice and relate to me a little bit more because that's sort of like oh and it's a very clean channel it's not you know swearing um <laughs> you're like god damn i'm not watching that uh, anyway also i just want to say too that um the 30th is next friday um th next podcast episode 82 might be a little bit late i am kind of in a strange position here i won't maybe i'll explain it in the next one i had to miss some days just because there was a bit of a family emergency and i had to leave town and i had to be away um so i backed up but i'm gonna really try to make it work and even if it's a bit late uh just so you know just so you know i just don't want you to be super disappointed if there's not a podcast next week when it should be up so anyway i'll keep you guys posted though Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed yourself this episode. Please like this video. Don't forget about the good old likes. Um, that helps my channel out a lot. And um, subscribe so you don't miss any of my future content. And I hope you guys all have an incredibly beautiful Christmas. And I'm sending you lots of hugs and loves. And um, I will see you, if not before, but in 2023. <laughs> um if you're not following me on patreon and OnlyFans, oops um then you're missing out because <laughs> obviously my christmas special is happening and will be active until the 31st until new year's eve and then the last day of the month on new year's eve i'm doing a um a special another special basically it's an exclusive video for all of my patrons and then another special one for um my galactic wonder cats so anyway you all the information's there you can check it out um but yeah i just want to say merry christmas to all of you and i'll see you very soon bye